Welcome to Daniel'sWindow.org, where we watch and pray. We're watching the news. We're watching our family, watching our friends, watching our church, watching our neighbors, watching our coworkers, and doing like Daniel, getting on our knees and praying for God's help during this coronavirus. This one's called the coronavirus, the boldness of sin, the boldness of sin. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 through 6. We read this in the last episode, but it still continues. For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized in Moses in the cloud and the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was well, not well pleased. For they were laid low in the wilderness. Now these things happen as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. So is there any stories in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that we may need to read that the people back then went through, that we're kind of going through, and we don't want to have the same fate as they did. It says they were laid low. It means they got sick and died. We don't want to be laid low. We want to be high. We want to be sitting in heavenly places. You know, with Jesus, Jesus calls us to sit in heavenly places. But there is a boldness of sin. So let's read that story in the Old Testament. It's found in Numbers uh, chapter 25, verse 1 through 9. It says, While Israel remained at, I don't know what that city is, the people began to play the harlot and the daughters of Moab. For they invited the people to the sacrifice of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their, to their gods. So Israel joined themselves to Baal Peor, and the Lord was angry against Israel. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Each of you slay his men who have joined themselves to Baal Peor. Then behold, one of the sons of Israel came and brought to his relatives a midnight woman in the sight of Moses in the sight of the congregation of the sons of Israel while they were weeping at the doorway and the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, the son of El Elazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it. He rose from the midst of the congregation, took a spear in his hand, and he went after the man of Israel into the tent and pierced both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through the bodies. So that the plague of the sons of Israel was checked. Those who died of the plague were 24,000 people. So here's a plague. This plague was actually a plague of swords. Moses told the people to kill these people who were involved in these sexual sins of adultery, fornication, pornography, homosexuality, masturbation, abortion, and sex trafficking is what the sins of America are and sins of most nations of the world are. Um, and this particular plague was released of this particular sin, which I don't believe that God does anymore. I know some people out there that are saying that God is judging our nation right now because of, a, uh, of the shedding of blood, talking about abortion. Some people are saying that God is judging this nation because we have allowed homosexual marriage. You know, and, and, and in times of the past, people blood, believe the hurricanes were sent by God because our federal government made a decree against Israel, not in Israel's favor. And within a week, a storm, a hurricane like Andrew and other hurricanes came and destroyed part of our land. And it sounds all, all good, not good, but it sounds, sounds, the evidence is there to support that theory. I mean, every time it, it certainly was. But, but there is, but there is an innate uh, problem with that. That if God indeed released Hurricane Andrew because this nation chose, you know, uh, the sin against God and, and his love for Israel, then how come people who are pro-Israel um, receive destruction, lost their own homes and lost their own houses? You know, and, and, if, and if God is sending a coronavirus to this nation and, and 
causing people to get sick and, and die of this because of our sexual sin. What about the people who never committed sexual sin? People who, who, who married their wife, married their husband at a young age, and have never committed adultery or fornication or abortion or any of these kind of things. What are people about pro-life and not abortion? If God is judging this nation because of those particular sins, then it just doesn't make sense. Now, God has released judgment. God has had to pass, you know, uh, judgment. He didn't bring this thing towards us, but he has had a lot of justice. But it's, I don't think it's, it's any particular sin. No matter how big or how small the sin is, we both need to repent. If Jesus is outside knocking on doors saying, I need to come in, I need to come in, you know, let, so let, you know, let me in so I can, you know, show you and convince you you need to repent because if you judge yourself, you'll not be judged. But, but, but sin is in this world. But, I, but the reason I think that back in the Old Testament that God did judge those nations, uh, did judge Israel according to a particular sin is, is right there in, uh, you know, First um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse one, uh, verse one and two, I think. It says, "For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were under, under the cloud, and all, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud, in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the spiritual drink, for they're drinking from spiritual rock which followed them. These were a people in one nation. They were under one law. They were all brought up the same way. They all had the same history. They all knew what God had to say. And, and since they broke laws on that, all of them were, you know, somewhat guilty. And so those kind of plagues came upon them. But the thing is, is that in the New Testament, that we are now Jews and Gentiles. God is dealing with all the nations. And none of us all were brought up in the Ten Commandments. Not all of us were brought up on the ways of the Lord. And so I don't believe that God is judging us based on, on a few people's decisions and bringing a, a certain sin to take out a certain sin, or bringing a certain judgment to take out a certain sin. I believe when judgment comes, it's taken out no matter what sin. It's like a mass search for felons or a mass search for people who have warrants out them. It doesn't matter what your warrant is, is for. It's just you're going to be picked up. And I believe in, the, in, the, in under the new covenant. But, but you know, sins and plagues and all that kind of stuff is, is released because of judgment. But I don't believe this nation is being, I mean... <laughs> Adultery is bad and sexual sins is bad and there is there are greater sins and there there is greater consequences Sure all sin is the same when it comes to separating us from from God all we all come short of the glory of God But I remember this one preacher this one guy came up to him and says, you know, all our sin is the same it doesn't matter You know, there is no such thing as big sin or little sin and this pastor looked at him, you know says really So you're telling me if I lied to you or cheat to you or sleep with your wife. There's no difference Of course, there's difference of course, there's difference. There's different consequences. There's different repercussions for for certain sins and adultery and, and, and sexual sins is pretty high up there. Because not only you sin against your, your sin against your body, but you're sin against you know, sex trafficking and abortion, murder of a child. But this but this particular story that we're talking about on the Old Testament, how how, how does it look to us um, today? So here is. It says the Moses and the judge of Israel. It says then behold, one of the sons of Israel came and brought to his relatives a midnight woman. I mean, I means a hooker, you know, or whore. In fact, I didn't. Even, I didn't even set the story up, did I? You know, let me set the story up real quick. This is a story where you know Moses led Israel out, and here comes this prophet named, named Balaam. He's not a Jew. He's not a prophet of God, but his prophecy prophecies are correct. And this king tries to hire him and says, "Yeah, I want you to go curse Israel." And so the prophet keeps going around in different places, looking down at Israel, and he ends up blessing them rather than cursing them. And the king gets upset and, of course, doesn't pay him for that. And finally, Balaam says, I can't curse what God has blessed. 
And but it said, but I can tell you this: that if that if we can get them to sin against their God, they'll curse themselves. God will curse them themselves, and so we don't have to do anything. And so the king says, well, well tell me more. And so Balaam, uh, who's a false prophet, not because his prophecies were false, but because his teaching was was against God. But he says, if you cause you know women and cause them to fall into sexual sin, that God will judge them as a nation. And so, so they began setting up and sending these, these women into the camp and they began committing adultery and all kinds of other fornications and sins, sexual sins. But it says, Then behold, one of the sons of Israel, sons of Israel came and brought to his relatives a midnight woman in the sight of Moses, in the sight of all the congregation of the sons of Israel, while they were weeping at the doorway in the tents of the meeting. That's boldness. That's why I call this the boldness of sin. They're weeping and calling out to God forgiveness. And right in front of that, while they're calling out to God to forgive us, this guy is bringing a whore so they can commit sexual sins right in front of not caring. And this nation of ours, you know, when we legalize, you know, uh, uh, homosexual marriage, when we're allowing adultery, you know, and things that used to be considered wrong uh, on our airways, all the places, and it's no big deal. Our, you know, our, our divorces are happening less and less. But you know why? It's because people are not getting married. People are getting married less and less. People are fornicating. It's no big deal. People are talking about pornography and getting pornography. It's no big deal. Making jokes about it. In fact, there's people now trans, you know, who who started in pornography. Now they're coming on a regular TV. And there are people on regular TV going into pornography. They go back and forth because now it's just considered, well, just adult entertainment. It's no big deal. While the church is praying and asking God to forgive us, you know, these sexual sins are just bold. Some, there's some sins, sexual sins are bolder than other sins. I mean, the liars of America are not demanding laws that we that we receive anything to say as a truth. They're not marching upon us, but people with sexual sins are marching, and there's a punch, and they're punching back. They're they're bold, and and so we need to we need to understand the difference. Uh, uh, just that sin does have an effect on this nation and this country. I don't believe God is judging us for specific sin. There's people out there dying that haven't committed any of these type of sins. And, and there's people that are dying that are not guilty of a sin. They're dying because for other reasons and get sick for other reasons, like, you know, not washing their hands or missing and washing their hands or other things we had talked about. So, but when we are flippant, when we are flippant about sin, judgment is out the door. So you want to repent. Remember, we talked about Jesus saying these people who, who, who died don't think that they were sinners, but unless you repent, you likewise will perish. If we don't live a repentant life, then we're going to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and receive the wrong thing. And so we don't want to be flipping about sin. And when you become flipping about sin, judgment is at the door. You know, somebody who keeps you know falling at their knees and said, God, forgive me of, of sin, help me, who humbles himself. God gives grace to the humble is one thing. But when the time that you're no longer judging yourself, when you when you think this is okay, God is okay with me, I can still go to heaven because, you know, God understands. I can't get away from the sin. It's no big deal. God doesn't care. Judgment is out the door. You may not die and go to hell, but you're going to face, you know, you're going to face consequences definitely in this lifetime, which I think many people worldwide are facing, you know, consequences. The boldness of sin, danielswindow.org.